Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Let's join together for prayer. Dear gracious Father, Lord, we thank You and praise You for another day to study Your Word and another opportunity to draw closer to You. And Father God, I pray that You would help us as we seek to, to understand Your desire and will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today um, I want to share with you about the uncertainties of the coming year and how we can understand and know the rock-solid truths that God has for us to keep us in those times of difficulty in the coming year. <clears throat> We're looking at 1 John chapter 5, but before we do, uh, we live in a world of a lot of uncertainties. We live in a world where, uh, <coughs> and no matter what you're doing, no matter what you endeavor, there's insurance to cover it. Uh, you, when you... Uh, get a car, you have insurance to make sure that if you uh, have an accident while you're driving, of course there's insurance, but also insurance in case uh, your car just quits running uh, when you buy it brand new. Uh, you have a guarantee, a, a, a contract with the manufacturer that it will work appropriately for the first couple of years at least, or hopefully a couple of months. In other aspects of life, in terms of a job and, and things that we do, we have insurances that we are uh, uh, capable of doing the work and capable of, of uh, meeting our obligation. And throughout this world, we have all so many different types of uncertainties. We don't know from day to day if uh, uh, our uh, life will continue on. We, we, we live our lives as if uh, life is normal and everything is going about as, as planned and as usual. But in reality, we are uncertain as to how things will go. God word, God's Word provides uh, certainties in our life that we can draw upon and we can cling to in our days of uncertainty. In Numbers chapter 50, uh, excuse me, Numbers chapter 32 verse 23, it says, Be sure your sins will find you out. That's a certainty from God that, that when you do the wrong things and you, you sin against Him, that your sins will find you out. Psalms chapter 19 verse 7 says, The testimony of the Lord is sure. God's Word is true. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 18 says, To him that sows uh, righteousness are assured a reward. So we can be sure of, of the fact that when we do the right thing, when we do uh, things according to God's will and desire, that we will be rewarded in our righteousness. Job 34 verse 32 says, uh, thank you, God's will uh, 
God will not do wicked in our lives. That God is not wicked and God will not allow wickedness in uh, as a part of what He does. Isaiah 53, 4 says, Surely He that have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And so God is, is willing to carry our sorrows and griefs. John chapter 6, verse 69 says, We are certain that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's Peter's words to Jesus Christ. John 16.30 says that we are sure that you know all things, speaking to Christ. Romans 2 verse verse 2 says we are certain that the judgment of God is according to truth. In Romans 4.16 it says the promise of salvation is true. All of these are, are truths or are assurances that God's Word is faithful, that God's Word is true, that we have assurances of, of who God is. Hebrews 6.19 says Christ is a sure anchor in the presence of God. 2 Timothy 2.19 says the foundation of God is sure. In 2 Peter 1.19 it says, Scripture is a sure word of prophecy. And in Revelation 22 verse 20, it's, Jesus says, Surely I come quickly. So all of these are assurances of God, assurances of, our, uh, of His Word is true in our lives. And it is assurances that we can trust and rely upon God in all that we have. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, we have the assurance of God giving us His seal in the Holy Spirit uh, that He, when we accept Christ into our heart and life, we receive the pledge, the guarantee, the down payment, the deposit, the promise of the Holy Spirit to keep us until the last days. In 1 John, when we come to this uh, book. It is a book in which John is writing to try and, and help those who uh, are in the church to discern between those who are truly Christian and those who have a false religion. It shares that with us in, in uh, chapter 5, verse 12. He says, He that hath the Son of life, and he that hath not the Son of of God hath not life. So he says, when you are a Christian, when you have Christ in your life, you have the light of God. You have the life of, of, of God in you. But if you don't have Christ in you, then you do not have eternal life. So we see here five guarantees, five uh, rock-solid guarantees that we can carry on into our new year and things that we can know that we can trust, things that we know that we can rely upon that God will help us as we uh, take the steps into the new year. First of all, look with me at verse 13. He says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you, uh, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. John is writing us so that we can know. He uses the word know here in the bo- uh, book of 1 John some 39 times. And uh, uh, 
in this passage of Scripture that we read uh, this morning, there's uh, multiple instances in which he says, so that you can know, so that you will know, so that you will be able to know. He says, first of all, that we know that we have eternal life. These things have it written to you that you may believe on the name of the uh, Son of God and that you may know that you have eternal life. How do you know? Well, everything that he's talked about in the first uh, four chapters of 1 John, it's a synopsis of all the things that he's written. He says, "You, so that you can know, I'm writing these things so that you will be aware, that you'll know that you have eternal life so that you'll have a certainty of knowing that Christ is part of your life. This is an area in which Satan continually uh, uh, battles uh, the Christian. And what better way to make a Christian ineffective is to have him doubt his faith, doubt his place with God, doubt his standing with God. And so we, uh, we understand here that God gives us an assurance that we can know that we, can have, uh, that we have eternal life, that Christ is a part of our life. And he says, I write these things so that you, uh, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. This is how we know that we have eternal life, that we believe in Jesus Christ and trust in Him. Secondly, we know that we have our prayers answered. Look with me, he says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. This is the second greatest aspect of doubt in a Christian life when you're going through troubles and hardship is that you doubt that God even hears what you're saying. This is the assurance that we uh, that until we come into the presence of God and His glory, that we have the uh, uh, opportunity to come before the throne of God and lay our petitions down before Him. He says uh, that we have the confidence that if we ask anything according to His will, that He hears us. We know that we have this assurance this assurance that God is listening to us and that, that God hears our prayers and that God is with us. What better uh, assurance of making our life through a difficult time than knowing that we have a relationship with God and secondly, that He hears us, that He knows our, our needs, that He knows our prayers, He knows our desires and our heart. Um, this is important because how do we get through life without the assurance that God hears us, that God is with us, that God stands with us and, and, and takes us by the hand and leads us through our difficulties and struggles? It is by the assurance and knowing that, that God is with us and that God is standing with us in our time of need that we can trust in Him. He says uh, that He hears us, and if we know that, uh, that He hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that, uh, that we desire of Him. And if any man see his brother's sin, a sin which is unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life 
uh, for them that sin uh, not unto death. And there is a sin that is unto death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. And all unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. John continues in his uh, explanation that not only is, is prayer essential for ourselves and our own needs, but prayer is essential in helping those others who are in the world that have fallen into sin. That we would pray for our brothers that are having uh, difficulty with sin and that we would uh, pray that God would deliver them out of that sin and that God would give them deliverance from that sin. Uh, thirdly, we know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who is born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. Uh, that's in verse 18. What is this saying? This is saying that we have victory over sin. We have victory over the, the, the draw of sin. When we become Christians... Of course, we have uh, a, a body of flesh that we continue to deal with and that we continue to, to struggle with, but we endure through that time of, of struggling with sin because we know that Christ has given us the victory, that we can trust in Him, rely upon Him to give us the deliverance from our sin, and that we uh, do not have to be enslaved to sin any longer rather that we can trust in God. Those who are in the world are continued to be in rebellion against God, uh, to, to struggle against God. But those who have Christ in their life, uh, they are able to overcome sin in their life and, and have victory with God. And so we, we know that we have a relationship with God. We know that we have... Uh, ability to pray to God for deliverance and to pray God uh, to God for help in our time of need. We know that God gives us the victory over sin. Fourthly, we know that sin is incompatible with the work of Christ. It says, and we know in verse 19, that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and that He has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true and that we are in Him that is true even in the Son of Christ. So we know that if we are uh, with God, that we, are, uh, if, that we have a relationship with God, that sin is incompatible with the work of God, that the world uh, is in wickedness and the whole world is in sin, and that they are not in God, with God and not a part of God, but when we are with God that we have uh, no part of sin any longer in our life, and that sin uh, would keep us from serving Him. And lastly, we know that Christ is coming again. Verse 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. So, the Son of God has come. Christ is coming. 
Christ is, is on His way to returning. That is the great victory that we have in Christ, that we not only have a relationship with Him and can make our petitions known to Him, that we can uh, pray for those who are uh, around us and pray for God's deliverance and help, but we know that, that, uh, that Christ is returning. Christ is coming again. What a glorious thing it is to have the assurance that Christ is coming again. That in spite of all that the world is, is going through, all the things that are, is happening in this world, all the, the uh, uh, things that we would consider an abomination, a, a, uh, a complete and utter uh, disaster, we know that it is all temporary, that it is all uh, just for a short period of time that all the things of this world will pass away that the things of this world will never uh, will never keep Christ from returning that Christ is coming again what a glorious thing it is to know that Christ is coming and that is our aim that's our goal to share the gospel with those who are in need to share the gospel with those who are still without Christ, to share the gospel with those who are still lost, to help them to understand and know that they can have the assurance of Jesus Christ in their life, that they can have a relationship with Christ, that He is coming again, and that He will deliver us from this world of sin, and that we'll have an opportunity to be in His presence for all eternity. That's the hope that is found in Christ. And that are, those are the five assurances that we have for all of our life to cling to that Christ is coming, that we have a relationship with Him, that we can lift our petitions to Him and let Him know of our need, and that we can call upon His name when we're in trouble. God is gracious and God is loving. God is, God's mercy is, is eternal for us. These truths are, are uh, steadfast and the bedrock of our life. And we can hold upon them and rely upon them. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise You for your great abundance and grace. We thank You for the fact that You allow us to have these assurances in our life. Lord, that our life can be assured of Your presence, that we can lift our voices up to You and rely upon You. Lord, bless us as we go. Lord, I pray that if there's one that needs to know Christ is their Savior, Lord, that you would lead them to know you as Lord and of their life. Lord, I pray that you'd help us cling to you in our time of weakness. Cling to you in our time of uncertainty. Cling to you in our days of doubt. Lord, that we would trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.